Welcome to Fear the Walking Prequel, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for AMC's Fear the Walking Dead. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting Fear the Walking Dead, Season 2, Episode 3, Ouroboros. It aired on April 24th, 2016. Now, we found out that an Ouroboros is a circular symbol depicting a snake or sometimes even a dragon swallowing its tail. It's supposed to be like an emblem of wholeness or infinity. Mm. I kept trying to find something that had something to do with the episode. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out myself. I, I don't I don't get I didn't get the connection, the meaning. The, <sighs> I saw no metaphor value. I didn't see a lot for it. The only thing that I could possibly piece together was to strand at least at best their whole. Nobody else is breaking into this. And he made that brutally clear in this episode. Yeah, but Strand's really, really, really adamant about not adding anybody. No in matter, any way. In any way. If somebody's wounded, right. if somebody's, you know, helpless, no way. Yeah, but other than that, I really couldn't even think of of what they meant. I, I hate it when I can't come up with something, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I tried to make some connection, too, and I, I just couldn't. Okay, well, I don't feel so bad then. Did you like this episode? I did. Yeah. I did. I did like this episode. I, I always like uh, plane crashes. Oh, you do? Yeah. We did get to meet the people from Flight 462, or at least a few of them. Well, tons of zombies from Flight Well, yeah, we got to meet, yeah. And then Alex, right? Alex and Jake, yeah. Poor old Jake. I mean, how could Strand turn somebody away like that? I'm Well, I mean, because if you don't and they turn on your boat, it's kind of like what happened on the airplane. Did you get to go back and watch that? No. That series? Yeah, they, they took one guy on the airplane as they were shutting down flights. And one guy, and he was sick. And the one guy ended up... Causing the whole The problem. whole plane went down. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I haven't watched that. I, I wonder how much more we're going to see of it. Because, I mean, if he cut her loose in the middle of the ocean... I mean, he didn't even get her to San Diego. No, he didn't uh, get her anywhere. They just cut her loose was, out there in the, you know, just a drift. Which was not supposed to be a good place anyway. That's pretty cold. Yeah, that was really cold. I'm pretty conflicted about it. There was several things. We're seeing some kind of dark stuff now, like darker. I guess it's been dark, but things have just felt dark in some way. I don't know about this particular episode. If your policy, though, is self-preservation, that's about the only way. To, well, not the only way, but that's probably a good way to guarantee your, your own self-preservation, is to think only about self. Yeah, I don't know how that would be in a situation like that. I don't know. Well, think about it. Well, I've thought about it, but I just don't know. You said it yourself. The kid could turn. Yeah, but not towing him. I mean, towing him isn't going to hurt anybody. Yeah, towing tired. him, that didn't hurt anything. So I don't I don't really get that at all. So, Why he cut him loose before, you know, he got him close to San Diego. Yeah, I don't understand what was... And if she's going to be a character in the remaining the remaining season, I mean, how do you get out of that? How do you get out of a, a life raft in the middle of the ocean? You don't. I don't. I don't know if she is or not. I don't know if she plays a Unless role. Unless the guy with a fifty caliber machine gun comes sailing by and she loads Ooh, up with him. Ooh, that could be interesting. Yes. I didn't think about that. She's got Her a and Jake. He's got a machine gun. I mean, it's a perfect, perfect... Uh, I think there comes a point that you have to decide 
at what point, what part of humanity are you willing to give up to survive? And there's some parts of humanity that I just don't think I'd want to be around without. So I guess everybody would have their own. And the captain of the boat, you'd maybe have to... Well, yeah, I mean, it's his boat. Right. Well, maybe. I'm not convinced it's his boat. Well, today it's his boat. (laughs) Right. We start out this episode with people from the from Flight 462 swimming toward the life raft, and that was terrible. We had Alex finding Jake burned and trying to get him on there, and people got on the life raft that were burned. Now, did you get, was this, they were in the water. They were in the water. How come? Because we see a lot of them on the land. Did it just like break apart in pieces, you think? And part yeah. of it was in the water and part of it was yeah. on land? Yeah. Or okay. it washed up on the land, maybe. But it, if it washed up on the land, it landed very high. Yeah, I don't think it washed yeah. up. Not Then it would have had to have broken apart and scattered, you know, out you know, in the water and on land. Well, this girl, Alex, she's really adamant about protecting this little boy. Yeah, I wonder, did you see, Did you go watch the I web? I did watch it. It was really short. Was it she was hooked, really up, short. hooked into him um, at all? What happened on the webisode, and if anybody hadn't watched it, you can find it on amc.com. You can find the webisode. It's, uh, I think, 16 different little short clips about what happened on the airplane. Flight 442? Flight 462. 462. Yeah, 442 left a couple hours earlier. Oh, okay. Jake got on the plane, and his mother didn't. He was flying standby. He and his mother were. And she was trying to get him to his father. I believe. I don't remember where. And Alex got his mother's spot for some reason. So Jake got on. His mother was left behind. And Alex took his mother's spot. Did Alex know that she got... She did. She did. Because she made... So she just kept his mother's spot. She got on. She knew something was going on. I don't know why. Alex knew what was going on. She knew that there was a virus. She knew people were turning. She knew stuff that other people didn't seem to know on the plane. And when the sick guy got sick on the plane, she knew what had to be done. She knew everything. It didn't seem like other people on there had had this knowledge. And she apologized to Jake for taking his mother's spot when things got really bad on the plane. She said, I took your mother's space, your mother's seat. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Or something. So, How did she take her mother's spot? I don't know. I don't know if she was... I mean, I can only speculate. Maybe she's some kind of scientist who was trying to get someplace to put a stop to something. And so her credentials trumped his mother's. And so there's only one... I mean, I don't know. But she definitely knew something. And she took the spot. Maybe she bribed somebody. Who knows? Who knows how she got the spot? I wouldn't imagine it'd work like that in that kind of situation, but or in any kind of situation. But she ended up in his mother's spot. So I think that's why she felt motherly toward him. She kept looking at him during the flight and stuff like that. And he was talking to his mom on the phone and uh, when chaos was erupting in the airport. I have to go by and back out and check it out. Yeah, you'll have to watch it. But then we go to the boat and Strand is on the boat and it's nighttime and he's talking on the only cell phone left in the world. Yeah. I want to know. You said it's a satellite phone. I'm guessing. I don't know. Well, I get all my good information from you, so I'm, I'm, I'm... you know, fairly confident in your ability. To well, I hate that because I'm I'm guessing on this, but I just want to know what service they have because I'm switching. But he's telling somebody their coordinates and saying that when they're going to meet up with them. I mean, he's all stylish. Have you noticed? 
I mean, he's a pretty stylish mystery he's guy. He's got it going he's on. He's got his yeah. little leather jacket, got his little cap. He's changing clothes pretty regularly, too. He's uh, wearing different stuff. He's styling and profiling. I was trends. wondering about it, particularly as we saw all the blood and gore get on their their clothing as they went to land. Is there washing machines and dryers? I'm sure there are on these Oh, I'm fancy. sure, yeah. Boats. But now, Strand, if it's not his boat, he sure is a perfect fit for the guy who whose boat it is. You mean as far as... Clothing. Well, they went to his house, and he was packing up. Oh, so it was his house, just not his boat. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I mean, and I don't know that it's not his boat. I'm just not convinced. I just, I don't know. But then we can go to Maddie and Travis, and they're in bed, and they're trying to find something to stress relieve them. And then they hear something thumping. Yeah, they didn't get too far into their um, stress relief until they heard the thump. Yeah, and then everything just shuts down on the boat. And then we see, um, now Travis is going through something that looks like some kind of manual, a boat manual or something, and saying that it's probably the water uptake that's used to intake. cool. The intake. water intake that's used to cool the engine. Yeah, yeah there's, okay. it's uh, the water flows through an intake and... Flows through the engine. Of course, you know, an abundant supply of seawater, so why not design it that way? And the, that uh, filtration the system for the seawater that comes in as coolant is now clogged. Okay, so they figure that out. And Travis says that he'll go check it out. Now, Travis is very mechanically inclined. He is very mechanically inclined. You're yeah. right. Yeah, he is. But I don't know that he's ever worked on anything like this. It doesn't seem like... See, if it were... If it were Strand's boat, would you have to look through the manual to find out? I mean, wouldn't you know that something's clogging your water intake? Or no? Um, maybe See, not. I don't maybe, know. maybe not. But Travis decides he's going down right then, in the dark, alone. Yeah, he's going He's going With something diving. obviously thumping around down there. Right, and he went down there. Huh? I mean... Travis is... Uh, does what needs to be done. I guess, but this is kind of ridiculous because Maddie's saying, can't you wait till tomorrow? Till, I mean, it's just a few hours to sunlight and they've lost the the people who were following them, right? The ones with the gun. And I mean, I know that they can be found again, but... Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Travis. Go get it done. Get it done and get moving. Couldn't somebody else go with him? I mean, couldn't there be like a couple of people anyway? Maybe, but they didn't. And where are, where are, like, the sharks and stuff? Because with all these zombies in this water and You would think there everything. would be a few zombie-eating sharks around. Yeah, you would think uh, there would be something Well, maybe like that. they're occupied eating zombies somewhere else. Yeah, maybe they are. Maybe they're full. He's obviously scuba certified, too, right? Because he's staying on the back of that boat, and he knows he has a wetsuit that fits him. So maybe it's Travis's boat. He's from California. Everybody out there goes scuba diving. Do they really? Well, sure, yeah. They, he, he has a wetsuit that fits him. Yeah. they got an oxygen tank. Yeah, he's good to go. He's ready to go. He's in there. And he goes backward off the boat. Does he knows a good job, exactly too. what he's doing. Yeah, but he gets down there, and he finds the red-headed zombie with his, you know, right. his whole arm stuck up in the... The guy who was on the raft where we last saw him threatening Alex, bad mistake. Yeah. Yeah, Alex, she was protective over Jake. Yeah. Yeah, we lost all of them there. When he's underneath there, he didn't even take anything to kill this zombie, right? I don't know if he knew he was going to encounter a zombie. He thought something was just kind of caught under there and, and flopping around. Okay, but they know zombies are in the water. 
they know they can be in the water. Yeah, and it's dark. It's and nighttime. it's dark, and he's got a light and everything. Wouldn't you think that they would at least take a weapon of some kind that he can use down there? I would. Did that scene remind you of Jaws when... Um you know, in the movie Jaws, remember when Richard Dreyfus went underneath the boat and um, they found that they found a boat had been attacked. They're out looking for this guy's boat and they find it and they went under the water and he found this. You know, the head came out and scared him to death. Remember? Yeah. So the I head after Travis was kind of like you know borrowed from that. Maybe, maybe it was. Yeah, yeah that was because like you know that was Travis's you know last last little scene there under the water in that scene. Where the guy turned around and his head came toward Travis's face, and yeah. Travis was scared to death. It was a lot. It was very similar to that that scene. It was pretty scary too. That was a pretty scary thing. But I mean, evidently Travis just left him. Uh, well, yeah, but he comes back to kill him. Yeah, I know he goes back. But I mean, take something with you. Can't you take something with you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would have given everything we know about. I mean, everything even that's if it's just water. a big fish in the water, don't you want some kind of weapon or something? Well, you know, if it's a big fish, I don't know. You just pretty much, I don't know. I don't know. We come back and Travis is opening up the filter thing, and there's zombie goo everywhere, and, and it stinks. Yeah, and, yeah, they're not having a good time. And Strand comes down and kind of sasses with him, right? Strand comes down and starts. He's treating him like help. This was another st- stolen scene. Okay, tell me. This was clearly stolen. From a scene in Pulp Fiction where Samuel Jackson and John Travolta accidentally shot a guy in the back seat and had to clean the car. And they pull into Quentin Tarantino's house and this is where they've got to figure out what to do. And Tarantino says he's calling or they call in and Ving Ram says, I'm calling the wolf. And they said, oh, well, you're calling the wolf. And the wolf shows up and the wolf is played by Harvey Keitel. Okay. And John Travolta, he's, he's barking orders at these guys on how to get this car cleaned, what they're going to do, how they're going to get the car out of there, and he's just, he's just boom, 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 you do this, you do this. And John Travolta is offended, and John Travolta says, I, I just think, you know, you know, maybe you should, you know, say please, or, or you know, I'm just, I'm just saying he's, he's offended that Harvey Keitel is, is, um, is so directive. And Harvey Keitel explains pretty much the same thing that Strand explains. Pretty please. Clean the GD car. Really? And yeah, yeah, you should go back and check it out. I'll show yeah. it to you later. And then and this is pretty much exactly what Strand does, you know. You know, if my right. you know, he, situation he turns around and pacifies him and yeah. then curses him as he's telling him and, and then tells him again yeah, to do it. Clean the G D filter. Okay. Well I was I was kinda of wondering about that scene. Yeah, that came that. straight from Pulp okay. Fiction. And and done very well. Okay, we we come to another scene. Daniel and Ophelia are talking, and uh, Daniel notices that her wound isn't healing well. It says it's infected, and she says she's out of antibiotics, and she wants she wants to go to Maddie to get some stronger antibiotics because evidently Maddie's the antibiotic keeper or something. But he doesn't want her to. Now, what do you think about that? I know he he is. It's like he doesn't want to ask anybody for help. He doesn't want anybody to think that they're dependent on them or something. Is that what you got? Yeah, I did. I don't know. I think that went too far. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to pick the episode apart because I really like the episode. There's a whole bunch of things in it that I really like that I'm going to get to. But I was really frustrated with some of these scenes. I could not picture a father whose daughter has a gunshot wound and they're on a boat with... That he won't use all resources at his disposal. 
Right. right. Yeah, that I agree. You won't say, "Hey, the antibiotics she was given weren't didn't didn't do it." Yeah. What else you got? Right. Right. I would appreciate if I'd you. I'd be wouldn't. asking for everything from everybody when it came to one of my right for your children for your daughter. Yeah. She Actually, would. in a survival situation, you can't let this stupid little pride stuff get in your way no no it's all about survival right at this point i mean it's right and he's lost everybody this is his daughter that's left i mean this is all he's got left yeah so just suck it up ophelia and you know you'll you'll heal later and she's sick ophelia wants to do it though but i mean she's sick and a gunshot wound infection is not a little potentially a little thing and i just thought that was such an odd thing for him i guess like you said, maybe just to show that he's prideful and he doesn't want to feel like a burden to them. Maybe he's afraid they're going to dump them off somewhere and it's going to be him and his Daniel's daughter against the world or something. strange guy. He's, he's fairly strange. Yeah, guy. I don't think And not a very good chaperone. Shouldn't you have to chaperone kids that age that You have well? to chaperone, up to this episode, you had to chaperone Alicia and, and Chris everywhere well and nick nick does what he wants to do too. yeah i don't know nick really he's nick is, is he is really turned a corner in my opinion yeah, here in a, in a letter on yeah and so did chris alicia starts calling for maddie because she sees the suitcases then that have that are on the bank right where they're close there's to, nobody there the she wants to go while they're trying to fix the boat they can't fix i mean you know travis is working on it so they're basically just Dripping. Right. They're just sitting in the water. So they see this, and they decide that they need new clothing, they need stuff, and the kids are not taking no for an answer. They really want to go. Yeah, they're real adamant about stuff. going. And Daniel, if you're going, I'm going, I'm going to go to... Well, Daniel offers to take him, but I, but we know Daniel's motive. He wants to go find antibiotics for right. Ophelia and one of those suitcases or whatever. People are giving them lists of things that they want and clothing and stuff like that. I guess they, well, I mean, you know, the the whole group other than Strand, they wouldn't have had any clothing except what they had on their back, right? That's right. So they want to get some clothes and stuff like that. But then Daniel starts talking to Maddie about how it's going to be warmer in Mexico and they don't need any of the cold stuff. Anyway, yeah. Maddie's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Daniel's like the old nosy next door neighbor. Well, he... He lets Maddie know that Strand's planning to take him to Mexico. Now, what's this whole thing about? Was Strand because the initial, the initial thing was to go to San Diego, right? And then they find out San Diego's a no go, right? Was Strand going to take him to San Diego and dump him, and then he was going to go on to his place? I can't speculate. I don't know. I just don't know why he wouldn't have told them. He never did tell them. Daniel found it. Maddie. Heard it from Daniel. I mean, Strand still hasn't even told them where they're headed. And he's on the phone, you know, every ch- every brief moment he gets alone. I don't think it should be that big a deal, really. I mean, they're on his boat, and they should be happy to go with him, or if they choose not to go with him, to get off and go sit on the sand. I, I, don't, I don't think that they can jump on this guy's boat and just say, okay, we're going to go no. here. No, 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 but I don't think that's what they were doing. I, that wasn't the conflict that I saw. The conflict I saw was that he knew where he was going, but he didn't tell them. Right. And you do have a right to know 
I mean, if you're going to get on the boat, then you have a right to know where it's headed because you may want to be on the sand rather than where it's headed. You have a right to know where he's going. Well, that that's true, too. I don't know if you have a right, but you, I, I think... Well, to make an informed decision, you have to be informed. And I just don't understand later on why they didn't want to go to Well, Mexico. I don't understand why he didn't tell them. There's something to this. He I don't, felt like they didn't have the need to know. No, I don't know. There's something. We're going to find out. There's got to be something. I'm sure. Well, then we see the kids and Daniel on the beach with all the baggage and everything. And they come up on the fuselage of the plane and there's dead, burned bodies and everything there. And Daniel's telling them to hurry up. Daniel ain't playing Daniel there. tells them, stay where I can see you. Right. And, of course, the first thing that Chris does is go somewhere deliberately where, yes where daniel can't see him travis is back on the boat in his scuba gear and he and maddie are standing on the deck and she's watching the group through the binoculars and we see um maddie watching bubbles that we're going back and forth between these two scenes and then we go back and they're going through the luggage and chris this is where chris decides to wander off, and I put right here, no more pass, Chris. This is the third episode. Remember I said he gets a pass for the first and second episode? And I can't give him a pass for doing things right. that are putting people's lives in danger. Exactly, his own and everybody else's when they start trying to find him, right. Well, we go back to the boat, and there's a thud coming from the side and sounds, and then there's gushes of blood coming up and everything. And you don't know who this I is. I know, more you know, jaws. You muffled screams yep. and everything. But it's the red-headed zombie. The red-headed zombie with something now sticking out of his eye. Right. And here comes Travis. Right, and Travis comes up beside him. You know how you always get water in your mouth when you're doing that kind of stuff? That is not where I would want to... Mm, yeah, you're right. That'd be bad. Get that water in my yeah, mouth. That'd be yeah, yeah. Blood, bloody zombie bloody, water. Bloody eye goopy. Yeah. Well, back on the sand, Nick gets Alicia a hat, and she gets him the pilot shirt. What are they doing? They're playing, playing. dress-up. Yeah, they are, aren't they? It's almost like they're truly children. There. The pilot shirt wasn't even clean when she handed it no. to him. It was dirty. No, and it's pretty. he puts it right on, though. Yeah. He's, he's happy to be the pilot. Well, Chris has gone in search, evidently, of the rest of the fuselage, right? He doesn't know. what he, It's what he finds, but I don't think he went in search of it. I, I, I think thought he, he just was liked, looking for no, the other. No, he something. just wanted to. They said, don't go out of my sight. He wants to get out of his sight. Well, what about what he finds inside that, though? That's pretty bad. After he kills the guy in the mask, he started to, um, he, he doesn't mind now getting up close and personal with these zombies. And when he, you know, the guy woke up and he got him and out of the seat. And that was scary, too. That right. was really, really bad. And Chris, I think, did a good job at showing how horrified he was. And and he well, the guy's spine was literally sticking, yeah. sticking through his back. I mean, broken spine. I like Chris better after this episode. Yeah, me too. I think Chris is growing. I think he's coming around to something. I'm not sure what he's well, growing into. Well, he's learning into. how to survive. That's, this is what he's growing into. He's learning He's learning where he's at and how to make it. That's what he's learning. But he didn't have to do what he did. And I'm going to say for that man. I don't know if I want to say the for The man was asking two. him to do it. You're yeah, right. He, he didn't did. have to. But he did do it. And he did He did bring himself to do it. And it was... Yeah, he sucked it up. And un- he did Ugly it. and unpleasant. And it was not... It was horrifying. It wasn't handled in a single stroke. And he kept going. And he, and he handled it. And that that was really that took something. It would have taken any something from anybody. 
it could have been handled differently in place of like beating this guy in the head with this thing. The guy's spine was severed and pushed out through his back. One, if Chris had a knife, one little nick to his femoral artery, the guy would have never felt it. And he wouldn't have had to have beat his head in to have achieved the same thing. And the guy could have just went to sleep. As, well, Nick, you know, Nick's not an RN, Michelle. Chris. Yeah, Chris. Neither is Nick. But I felt so bad for the guy. It's like, couldn't we? In place of, you know, half his body is dead. And you have to start whacking on the part that's not. He didn't know how else to do it. I know. He's not schooled in these things. I know. But these guys have got to start carrying a sharp weapon of some kind. A knife. Him and his dad. Just keep it with you. Strap it on. You would think they would have learned this by now. That'd be my advice. But they don't need it on the Abigail, so I guess it wasn't. A, uh, no, but they weren't on the Abigail. Well, Travis they also, got off, and the, Nick got off. Right. When you're off the Abigail, why don't we take a, a knife or a knitting needle or something? Something that can go through an ear or an eye socket. Preferably no, I mean, I definitely skull. would. Yeah. Well, Strand's talking to Maddie on the boat, and she's asking him where they're going. He, ta- he talks about that he's got a house that has food stores and gardens. and Thick concrete walls. Yeah, perfect place. Matt, this is where Maddie asked him if he's going to abandon them, if he has plan, had planned to abandon them. And they start talking about they have to trust each other. And Maddie tells him that if he looks at her or anybody in her family wrong, she'll push him overboard. He tells her that you're not a killer. Yeah, and laughs kind of. And not she laughing. looks very killer-esque as she's <laughs> glaring at him. Well, Daniel finds the rosary back on the beach, and he holds it for a second, and then he tosses it aside and finds a bottle of pills. And this is where Nick comes up, and Nick says, Nah, man, those aren't going to work. That's not what you need. And he starts telling them what he needs. I guess there's positives to having a drug addict. If you can't have a medical professional, then have a drug addict that knows their pharmaceuticals. But this is where Daniel gets up and starts calling for Chris, and he realizes Chris is gone. And, but Nick picks up the rosary. Well, Maddie goes to tell Travis, who's working on the filtration system again, that she talked to Strand, and she's telling him all about Baja California and the house and all that. Now, what was going on there? Why did Travis... What was the conflict between her and Travis there? Travis was saying... I think Travis was a little put off because she had. it, it, it appeared that she had made a decision without talking to him. Yeah, but I'm I'm kind of like you. What decision? I mean, is there really a decision? Well, you, 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 she made a decision to go along, right? With, without with Strand, without talking, yeah, without talking to him, and and really kind of tried to help sell Travis on Strand's plan. Yeah, do you think she just doesn't want this group fractured, or she feels like, or do you think that she really had enough time to think this might be their bet? I mean, they didn't know what they were going to do. They heard that. The whole West Coast, all the way to the Continental Divide, was... was Wiped out, yeah. Right. So they know that, at least. So if Strand says he's got a place, I mean, it's better than floating, yeah, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. On the water. I just wonder who he's talking to. Yeah, I do, too. But uh, Travis is saying weird, threatening relationship things, like, well, we're together, but I don't know where we're going, and yeah, like these yeah. weird little jabby things... I don't know. I think he's I just, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I don't know why you want to do that. Daniel is staying out there. He's been calling for Chris, and he's, and we know Chris is in this fuselage, and we see Alex. He thinks it's Chris running toward him, but he didn't even know Alex. He thinks it's Chris, and he's hollering, Chris, Chris, and 
she gets close and she's like run and then he sees all this mass of zombies come walking toward him and then Nick Nick gets too close to the crater with the crab zombie oh I know and, and loses his footing and there he is in the clutches of the crab zombie yes the crab zombie almost does Nick I'm in. telling you that's but bad. Nick had something sharp. Nick had something sharp, and he dispatched it into the crap zombie's head. And as soon as he did, another zombie appears and, and falls down. And as clumsy as Nick was, yeah. and falls into the crab zombie hole. And we don't see what happened there. Be a but. pretty good stunt zombie there, uh, because that looked like it hurt when that zombie wandered up. And well, a, Nick too. Did you see Nick fall? He did, you know, over and over himself. Yeah. That was a pretty. Pretty decent little. We're not talking about a crab hole like a foot deep. We're talking about no, like a like a, a little ravine. Yeah. Well, Alicia finds Chris and asks him if he's hurt because of all the blood, and he says it wasn't him, but he looks really stunned. She he's got some blood people. spatter on. Yeah. She asks if he killed one, and he kind of barely nods yes, and then they hear the gunshots. And, of course, now, this is when Maddie starts yelling at Strand that they have to move. Yeah, I was wondering. They've what, just got the filtra- filtration system cleaned out. Where are they Travis go, what can they do? Out. They can't. What, where can they? Move where, 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 yeah, and, and why? what are they worried? Yeah, why? Why do they need to move? I don't I, know. I didn't get that either. Yeah, I don't know about that. But they can't find Nick. The zombie horde's coming and everything, and everybody's And then they have a big old zombie Nick. brawl. I mean, a big one. Yeah, they're fighting for their lives. They're being pushed backward toward a cliff. Yep. And when push come to shove, they all kind of really started doing those roundhouse swings on these things, didn't they? They were... Yeah, they, they learned how to fight zombies in this scene. But then we see Nick coming up, and he is covered, and he's walking with the zombies. Covered in blood. Covered in blood. He figures out what Rick Grimes... Didn't know for a little while, remember? And then he starts waylaying zombies. Right. Well, he's kind of in the middle of them and everything, and he can kind of fight them, and this they don't fight Nick, him back. This is where Nick turned a corner. Yeah, he was shining right there. That's, he learned how to kill zombies. But he fights them off enough that he clears a path for the group to get out so they can go back down to their boat. So Nick saved everybody right there. Everybody. But then he goes back to that particular zombie. And stands there. With yeah, them. and the guy's... What do you think that was? I don't know. He, I, I, he, I don't know. He's just playing with him. I don't know. The the one zombie was hissing at him, so he hissed, hissed back, back a little bit. I felt like, I mean, Nick couldn't have known. He could not have known that if he were covered in zombie blood, they wouldn't attack him. So I think it was just... A realization? Yeah. And yeah. once he realized that, he had to test it, so to speak. Well, I'm sure he's going to file that little bit of information away. Yeah. And he will use it again. But the group takes off to the boat. And then they're going to put the boat in the water, and Alicia stops him. She goes, are you hurt? Are you hurt? Oh, yeah, and she got to share a tender moment, and they can go put and the water in the And they're waiting, and they're all over there, like, hunkered down, waiting on them to pull the boat. trying to get out of there, and Alex says, we got to make a stop. That would have been the first little, I mean. Well, they had to stop to get Jake. That was the stop. She had to stop and get Jake. Yeah. Alex kind of saved them, didn't she? She warned them about those zombies. They would have been swarmed, and there, Alex could have really had some. She did, and then she uh, fought with them, and you know, killed her share of zombies, stabbing them in the head. Yeah. Well, Daniel's saying that they got set. They're back on the boat, and he's saying they got separated. He's sorry, but you know, all's forgiven because everybody's back on the boat, and 
then we see Strand standing there, and Alex starts to get on the boat, and Strand's just like, no. Yeah, yeah, Strand's not having any of that. And Travis, right here, he stands up for Maddie. When it counts, Maddie starts saying, they're saying, we don't even know where we're going. You know, it's no big deal to have blah, blah, blah. And Maddie says... Maddie also kind of um, stands up for Strand. And she avoids the awkward situation of them, everybody finding out or, or, or somebody finding out and being upset later and, and, and having a big blow up. She right now explains that we're going to Mexico. Strand's got a place there. It's going to be great. And Travis jumps in with her and says, yep, well, why didn't you tell us? And he goes, it wasn't necessary till now. And so they're pretty much, they, they should have really gotten a little bond developed there with Strand over this. Kind of united. Yeah, because they, they have really helped Strand avoid a, a big, you know, a big uh, uh, controversial conflict, potentially. Don't you think? Yeah, I do. I, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when Maddie spoke up, I mean, she spoke up out of the blue and just pretty much delivered the the information that Strand had been keeping from everybody that would have been a big deal. That's a good point, yeah, because it could have even been been but, like but they talked was, about it while everybody was off the boat. Right, but since it was one of them delivering it to them, it was a whole lot more easily accepted than if it was Strand right. trying to dictate something to them. Right, and so then Travis Strand really, stands up, too. Strand really owes Maddie a debt I, here. Yeah, I don't know if Strand then, feels that way. And then Maddie and, and Travis kind of unite here, and, and they're, they're all on one page, and Maddie's loving this. Right, because Travis stood up for it, they've talked about too. this before. But they're wanting to leave Alex and Jake, just leave them. Yep. But it's just like we talked about when it first came on. How much of, you, of your humanity are you willing to leave behind to survive? I think they should have taken those two people on the boat. The one boy was was clearly in need of attention, and Alex was clearly a, 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 would be an a, asset, an asset, and, and be beneficial to their group in, in her ability to fight. And it would be that would be a smart thing, but Strand's but this is not what Strand's looking Strand's for. Strand's policy is not adding one other person. It's his boat. He gets the final say. The children do not get a vote, and they they don't get to scream real loud and get a vote. They just don't. They don't. Now, how much of my humanity am I willing to to give up? I would have taken Jake and and Alex. No question. See, I don't know that I would have put him on the boat. I was uncomfortable with putting him on the boat only because Jake was so sick and the way he was wheezing and breathing and having trouble and everything. You don't know if he's going to go out any moment. So I, I understood not wanting them on the boat. He's got a better chance of survival on the boat than being towed in the raft and the elements behind the boat. He does, but he's got a better chance being towed in the raft behind him with blankets and water and when you're food talking and antibiotics. About your humanity and you see a, a wounded child that's 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 dying, you, you go ahead and if somebody's with them that's been caring for them and trying to trying to bring them back and, and help them, you put them on the boat. That this that, is this is what I would do. Well, you may do something different. And that's I don't okay. know what I would do, but I'm I'm just telling you that I understood them not wanting to put him on the boat, particularly in that situation. I understood Strand not wanting to put anybody yeah, on the but boat. But having said all that, it's Strand's boat. He's the captain. 
He said he's not adding anybody. I would worry about Alicia or anybody who didn't want to take these people with them. Wanting to take them with them and, and, and voicing committing it. an overt act to take them with them is two totally different things. Travis comes up with a good idea and he says, we'll tow them. And I do think that was Travis's way of doing the best he could, realizing it wasn't his boat, but at the same time not wanting to leave these people. We won't take them to your house. I don't see why they couldn't have at least towed them to San Diego. We'll tow them to San Diego. I don't get, I don't get that at all. I don't, I don't understand why Strand got tired of towing them and cut the rope later. Yeah, I don't understand it either. But they end up giving them a jug of water and some food and blankets and maybe, some, I don't know what all they gave them, but they gave them some stuff and they got them set up to tow. But Alicia is still upset and Maddie... Maddie's really kind of backed up from the position of taking everybody. She didn't at one time fight that when Strand said no, that I remember, did she? I don't think so. But she says this is the best she can do. But I made a note here that Jake doesn't sound well. He's rasping, breathing in that in that yeah, he life doesn't, raft. Yeah, he's, he's hung on for a long time. I, I don't know how much longer he's got but i don't know if you ever will ever see these people again i don't know i don't know either but strand they flash to him and he's looking upset in the captain's quarters and then they go to nick who goes to ophelia and brings the rosary that he picked up the rosary yeah. that daniel left. i thought when he reached in his pocket he's gonna pull out the antibiotics that nick did he make it out of there with the antibiotics or did he surely lose them when he fell no surely he got the antibiotics so we go to Alex, and she's telling Jake that this is the worst. It hurts the worst right now that it'll ever hurt, and every day it's going to be a little bit better, and just hang on. I mean, she's got these words of comfort and encouragement. So she's probably a medical professional, don't you think? The way she was caring for him and knowing what stage of the healing process he was in and everything? Yeah, maybe. She she could be. She was trying to put some alcohol on it earlier to disinfect the wound. But I thought that was a pretty comforting thing to say to somebody. If you're in that kind of despair because you're in that kind of pain, she says, this is, the worst it's right, this is it's not going to get any worse than this. Right. It's going to be okay. I actually wasn't sure if she wasn't saying it because she thought he was going to die. But at the beginning, when we first saw them, and that guy wanted, they were on that life draft with Alex and Jake and the other guy, and the other guy said, you should kill him. You should put him out of his misery. He's going to die. He's going to turn. They brought this up time and again. He's going to die. He's going to turn and do what's best for him. That's what that guy was saying. And Jake looked at Alex and said, it's okay. He told her, it's right. okay. It's okay. It's okay. He was telling her. I think do whatever you got to do. Exactly. Which, that's incredibly brave and noble for a, what, 15-year-old, 14-year-old? Yeah, I would, I would guess he's about that old. But Strand comes down. Maddie's sitting on the back of the boat, and Strand comes down with a axe of some kind and just chops the, the rope. Yes, unceremoniously separates them from Abigail. And then walks right back by. And Maddie's and going no and hollering at him and everything. But he does it. He doesn't yeah. speak to anybody. He's not hearing any of that. Why, why would you draw them out 
into the water like that and then do it. That's, They're not even close to land now. I, I don't understand the whole thing, so don't ask me any of it. I don't. I didn't have any idea what they were thinking, and I'm wondering how this is going to play out next time because that's that that move. Even though you probably think that it's Strand's boat, he can do whatever he wants to do, but I don't think that move's going to go over really, really well with everybody on that boat. Well, that move would make me feel uncomfortable as a as a, a, as a passenger a, as an accepted passenger at this point. Yeah, I would wonder when that's coming for me. Yeah. After that, that that would that would really raise some 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 red flags with me. Right, sure. because how brutal and how uncaring and how cold of a person do you have to be to cut these people loose when they pose absolutely zero threat? There's zero threat in these right. people. Right, and it would have and they could have easily towed them anywhere and and got them near the beach and let him go. You're exactly right. So I don't know. I don't know what his I don't know what his rationale was. I mean, I I hope they 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 deal with it and cover it because I don't know. I don't I can't imagine yeah, what it would be. I think surely we're going to find out something more about Strand. We got to find out what his motivation well, sure are. are. They're, they're going to give us little little bits and pieces. But we saw, I mean, that there, there was a lot of darkness in this episode. A lot of growth and we saw Nick become this kind of warrior and we saw Chris do a really difficult hard thing and but then we saw Strand kind of do this terrible thing at the end that yeah and his ability to do it is like you said disturbing in a real dark way yeah yes it was well next week Travis is saying they can't trust Stan Daniel is saying they Strand. Oh. Did I say Stan? You said Stan. I don't think I don't trust Stan either. Daniel is saying they don't need Strand. Is that what he was saying? Right. Yeah, but you never know that what they I show know. in those things. You just never, you can't get anything out of it. No, they just give us little little pieces of it and let our minds go with it. And we don't really know where to go Yeah. with it from there. But I do think that they're developing these characters pretty deeply. Are you getting any more interested in the individual characters oh, yeah. as we go along? Yeah, Nick for sure. Well, I'm, I mean, I am Chris. I don't know what Chris is going to do next. You know, remains to be seen. I think he's a really interesting character on here. I think we've seen a lot with Chris, and I think his character... I wouldn't want his character to not be on this show. I love the way they're kind of twisting how he was and then how he became the one to kill the zombies, and then how he actually killed the man. Well, we hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our Fear the Walking prequel podcast. So, Mike, if people want to connect with you uh, and talk about our Fear the Walking Dead podcast, how do they get in touch with you? You can tweet me, at Mike from TN. And I'm at Michelle from TN. Also, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribalrant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so you can subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrand.com, where you can email us or leave us a message. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget, we have a Survivor podcast that we do every week, so if you guys like Survivor, check that out. The Tribe Has Spoken. It's here on tribalrand.com. We also do a The Americans podcast. It's called American Reds. It's one of our favorite TV series. We just love it. We started podcasting it this year, so check out our American Reds podcast if you're into the Americans like we are. So 
Do you have anything else for this ep- episode? I have no nothing else except I really do think Strand is just just really stepping it up with his um, watercraft style. What do you mean? That was wardrobe. Yeah. Well, then I'll meet you here, back here next week for episode three, episode four. It's called Blood in the Streets. Okay, so we there'll be streets next time. Um, in theory, there's going to be streets. Okay. All right. See you then. Okay.